Parts of the world, okay? All right. Anybody else? Sanctification, your own words, from what we've talked about. What do you see sanctification as being? That's just you now. Just what you see sanctification as being. Not what she saw it as being, but what you see. Huh? A willingness to set yourself apart to be used by God. Okay? Anybody else? <coughs> Okay, somebody, okay, come on. I thought that was, uh, the way that you, uh, make choices, you know, make some good Okay, that's pretty good, that. Uh, as we move forward in our Christian walk, uh, sanctification has to, uh, deals with the choices that we make according to the word of God. Pretty good. That's spot on, I think. Okay? Now, uh, what are the three phases of sanctification? Positional, progressive, and permanent. Positional, uh, progressive, and permanent. All right. We pretty much know what that is, right? All right. Now, uh, who, who works with us? <coughs> In our sanctification, the Holy Spirit. All right, the Holy Spirit works with us through this process. Now, here's the question, and I think Gerald, you had an assignment or something. You asked the question, you were going to look it up and bring us that scripture back. So we're not going to forget your classes. Uh, okay. Now, here, here's the question tonight that's going to kind of cattle put us on. Uh, that's going to kind of move us forward. Look on page three. And it says, uh, and I think that's kind of where we were, we could lay our hat there. We talked about passive sanctification. And we want to talk about active sanctification. But look at where it says progressive sanctification is also known as what? Experiential sanctification. And that means to do what? Experiential sanctification. Y'all see page three of the syllabus? To mature spiritual. That's his own paper. To mature spiritual. So, in essence, progressive sanctification is becoming an experience, everyday life, what we already are positionally in Christ. In essence, God sees us, He places us in a position, and He sees what the end results are as we move toward that result. <coughs> You follow what I'm saying? See, we're already that in the mind of God, and we're moving toward that in our everyday life. That's what we're looking at, okay? But then he says that, uh, what does he say? The next phrase there, what does it say? The Holy Spirit operates in the believer to free them experientially from the power of sin and death. Okay. Now, when we talk about experientially, what are we saying? Huh? Experientially. Right. Ex experience. Now, when you talk about experience, let's see. Let's, let's break it back to experience. What are we saying? What I've gone through. What I've gone through. 
experiences, what I've gone through and what I've learned from it. And so experience is something I've been through. So when he does it ex experientially, it means we're going through it in our everyday life. See, I'm already that positionally. I'm sanctified positionally. He's placed me in a position that uh, I'm going to come to him. But what he's doing for me now is making me more and more like him daily. So where I am in him spiritually, uh, uh, positionally, he's bringing me there in my everyday life, in my everyday walk. Y'all see what we're saying? He's getting me to that point in my everyday walk. All right? Good. Good to see you. How, how you doing, man? Franklin. All right. Good to see you, man. All right? Got a scripture on that time. Huh? Got a scripture on that. On what? On that statement. On that statement. What statement did I make? Why <laughs> <laughs> he's bringing you to. Right. Okay. He's bringing me to. Okay. What? Okay. Let me find one for that. Uh, he's bringing me to, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 beloved, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we see him, we're going to be like him, okay? But I think we won't want even clearer than that. We start, oh, uh, uh, I, uh, oh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but it's the power of God and the salvation to those that believe. Uh, then I want to go to, uh, I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he's able to uh, keep that. I think there's another one I want to go. Uh, uh, what, is, what is it that I want? Uh, hold on, let me see. He, uh, that's a good one. He who has begun a good work in me will perform it into the day of Jesus Christ. Okay? Now, what we have to do on that, we have to tie these scriptures together. Okay? What I want you to do now, Brother Sykes, is run over there to, uh, run over there to uh, John. Let's go over there to John. See, that's what you call uh, uh, running scripture references. See, the scripture is going to always uh, interpret itself, okay? So let's run over to John 14. He asked me for a scripture on the Holy Spirit uh, bringing us into uh, who God has ordained us to be. I guess we'll, we'll leave it right there. He asked me for a scripture on that. Uh, I want to even take you to Romans somewhere. We can go to Romans 8 over there. Uh, and then there's a scripture that says that uh, we're sealed by him unto the day of redemption. And he's going to keep us. But let's go to John 14 and, uh, okay, we can kind of start right there. Let's look at John 14 and go to 16. John 14, 16, read that big sign. I will pray to Father, he shall give you another comfort. Uh-huh. That he may abide with you shall be Uh-huh. Come on, 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seems to see it him not, 
Uh-huh. Neither nor him. Uh-huh. You know him. But he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. All right. Now run down to verse 26. Now we follow it now. We're going to go back and we're going to follow these verses. Okay? Come on. Uh, John 14, 26. <coughs> but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, uh -huh. and the Father of sin in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, or whatsoever I have said unto you. Okay, great. Now let's go to the 16th chapter and uh, let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, all right. Let's start right here at the fifth verse. And this is Jesus talking to who? He's talking to who? His disciples. And what is about to happen? He's getting ready to go back to his father. And he's getting ready to, uh, uh, these disciples were becoming more and more like Jesus in their everyday walk. Is that right? Mm -hmm. they, they've asked him about, hey, teach us how to pray. and uh, They've asked him all kinds of questions that he's answered, and they've watched how God has worked through him, and they've watched him go in the mountains and pray. Now he's getting ready to leave them now. Okay? Now they're becoming sad because they look like their teacher is gone. They couldn't go in the synagogues nowhere. Right. Those folk were fighting them and putting them out and they couldn't go there. Now, the person who was really teaching them about God, he's telling them he's got to leave them. So he's telling them, now, I'm going to send you another what? Helper. And your Bible may say confident. That word another means one of the same. He's not talking about another person. I'm sending you another me. You follow what I'm saying? Who is the Holy Spirit? Now he's beginning to tell, talk to them about the work of the Holy Spirit. You follow what we're saying? There? And he started that over in chapter 14. And he, uh, chapter 14, he told them, I got to go and you can't come right now. And Philip said, just show us the Father and it suffices. us. And, and how can you ask me about seeing the Father? Now he's saying, that, don't worry, you're not going to be by yourself. I'm going to send you another confidence. See, we can follow this line of the spirit all the way through Acts. That may be what we do. So what I'm trying what we're trying to do is to show how the Holy Spirit's responsibility is to live in us and bring us into our sanctification exp experientially. We got to help him. But that's his role, okay? Now go over, start reading at the fifth verse of the sixteenth chapter, Deacon. But now I go my way to him that sent me. Uh huh. And now you ask whether I whether go or not. But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your heart. Uh huh. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expended for you that I go away. Uh huh. And if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto me. All right, who's he talking about? How do you know he's talking about the Holy Spirit? What what verse did he say it in? Verse seven. Thank you. Verse seven? No. What verse did he say it in prior to that? What verse did he call him? Sixteen. Sixteen. What? Fourteen and sixteen. Fourteen and sixteen. Huh? 
It's the 16th verse. It's the 16th verse? Okay, he called them helper there, but what did he say in the 26th verse? He called them who? And then he called them what else? Uh -huh, the Holy Spirit. Okay, I thought he said confident one of those verses. Uh, what verse are you looking at? That's what I thought. That's what I'm trying to get to. So now we see that he's talking about the same person. Uh, he's given us some of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Number one, the Holy Spirit is going to be a H-E-L-P-E-R. Number two, he's going to be a C-O-L. Number three, he's going to be a T-E-A-C-H. These are his characteristics. And can y'all remember John saying over in 1 John where he says, you don't need anybody to teach you. You got your teacher inside of you. Wow. Meaning that everything I say, you ought to confirm it by the Holy Spirit. That's what we're doing now. The question was, ask me your question again, didn't you? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep digging it out, though. <laughs> we're going to keep digging it out, okay? We're going to look at it and come through that. We're going to keep digging it out, okay? Huh? Yeah, somebody remember that question. I think he said to what scripture uh, to support the statement that I made by, uh, about the Holy Spirit being the person who lives in us to help us to experience our sanctification. That's the question, okay? Now, go back there. Now you're in verse, uh, what verse are you in? Verse 7? Uh-huh, when the helper, he won't come. Uh, but if I depart, he says what? All right. Now, he had to go back to the Father so the Holy Spirit could come to us. Because you have the Father, you have the Son, and you have what? Now, what Jesus is doing is buying our salvation by, by, by the cross. Now, the Holy Spirit is going to come here to help us to, to, to live saved. We don't want you to go. We don't want you to go. So verse, verse, uh, he says, but now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you, and none of you ask me, where are you going? He said, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. You really don't want me to go. He says, but nevertheless, I tell you the what? It is to your advantage that I go away. But if I do not go away, what happens? The helper will not come to you, but if I depart, what am I going to do? Okay, read on, Deacon. Verse 8. Verse 8. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin. When he is come, he's going to convict the world of sin. So he's also a convictor. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit who tells us now. When he tells me I'm wrong, Tyler, and he tells me I'm wrong through you. I'm not rejecting you, but I'm rejecting who? The Holy Spirit. I'm pushing back. You got a syllabus? You got some of those syllabus? Right. Okay, I'm pushing back on him when I when you come to me and tell me, Pastor, you were wrong, and he tells me, that's right. And I all know, and I start arguing with you about it. That's not, it's not for you to start arguing with me. Amen. After you brought that word, you let me and the Holy Spirit deal with it. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Because you're gonna cost I'm gonna cost me trying to prove I'm right. And you know the Holy Spirit not okay, we're gonna go on. I don't wanna I don't wanna get ahead of myself. Okay, come on. Now keep on reading, Nathan. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Uh-huh. Of righteousness because I got to my, I go to my father and you see me no more. Uh-huh. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Uh-huh. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Come on. How be it when when he, the spirit of truth, is come. However, when the spirit of what now? Truth. Truth. So now he, he, he's the one who validates truth. Doesn't matter what I say or what you say. Did the word say it? Yeah. And what I'm saying, just like what he asked me, should be validated through the word of God. Amen. <coughs> And I want you all to notice that he never called the Holy Spirit an it. He called the Holy Spirit a he, which means that he is a person. He is a, he is a person. He is a spiritual being. Okay? Come on, keep reading. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Okay, why? But he shall not speak of himself. He shall not speak on his own authority. That's what my Bible said. But, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. Uh-huh. And he will show you things to come. All right, watch this. Watch this. Now, we're trying to become like Christ, right? He's going away. And the disciples were becoming like Christ because they had a chance to follow him and see him. Right. Now they know it's just so much more that he needed to teach them because he even said to himself. He says, now I'm going to go, but I'm going to send you another teacher. And when he comes, he's going to guide you into this truth. And he's going to teach you all of this. And he's only going to tell you what I tell him to say. And he's going to, I'm going to tell it to him and he's going to tell it to who? So that's how we hear from God. Because there's a scripture in there that says that Jesus said, I only do what I hear my father do. So if God is talking to Jesus, and Jesus is talking to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is talking to us, that's how we can say the same thing and stay in fellowship and that's how he's going to sanctify us. Because he's going to guide me into the truth. Now what truth do we think he's talking about? Word of God. Word of God. That's the only truth that we have. What I say may be true, but it's not true. Because what's truth doesn't change. What truth? What is true does. It's true. I used to look just like this. <laughs> but that's not true. <laughs> See, what is true changes. But truth does not change. 
The Word of God is the same yesterday, today, and before any of it is changed, uh, heaven and earth shall pass away. So he's going to lead me into no matter what we're doing today in church, in Bible study, what we call church, it may not be true. Because truth doesn't change. If it was wrong then, it's wrong now. You follow? Now we're trying to get to what he was, he, he was asking me to do. I'm looking for a scripture that says that, uh, oh, what's that scripture that talks about he's our earnest? Philippians. Philippians? No, excuse me. Uh, Ephesians. Ephesians. Let's go. That's not, okay, I'm on. Come on. Start at verse 11. Okay. Deacon uh, Sykes, uh, go on down to verse 15, and then I want you to run over to Ephesians. Uh, all right. Uh, okay, no, no, no. Let's go, I think, uh, go back to 13, I think, okay? 13 through 16. 13 through 15. Albeit when, uh, when he, the Holy Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. But he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall fear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Okay. He shall glorify me. But he shall receive of mine. Uh-huh. And shall show it unto you. Uh-huh. All things that the Father has are mine. Uh-huh. Therefore, said I, that he shall take a mind, uh -huh. shall show it unto you. All right, now, 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 he, what is what is he, what is the Holy Spirit is going to do? Who is he going to glorify? God. He's not going to try to come and glorify himself. He's not going to try to come here and act like I'm in charge of this whole thing. Y'all just do what I say. <laughs> we're, we're supposed to do what he says, but he's getting his instructions from God. Jesus. Who gets his from God. Okay, we're just keeping it in sequence. You can say God, which is right, but actually Jesus said the Holy Spirit is getting his instructions from me. You getting your instructions from him. You follow what I'm saying? I'm getting mine from God. That's what Jesus said. I'm getting mine from God. I'm giving his instructions to the Holy Spirit to give to you. And when he does that, he glorifies me. Because he's not going to say anything but what I'm telling him to say, okay? Now let's go over to Ephesians 11. One, one. Ephesians 1. Starting what now? An 11 verse? Okay, thank you. Ephesians 1. Okay, let's start at the 11 verse. Uh, okay, yeah, you're right. There you go. Right here. Uh huh. Okay, uh huh. Right, uh huh. Uh, Ephesians 1, and then go down to the. Uh, start, start it. Go start around uh, the seventh verse. Start back there. No, did you go back up to the third? 
God did it all. It was his idea. It's not that we're so Torah, it's not that we're so aware of being saved. God wanted to save us. Because he wanted us to be like him. So it's to the praise and glory of his grace. When I talk about salvation, grace needs to be in the conversation. Don't need to be, I prayed all night long. You don't know how long I fasted to get like this. Just please, huh? Please, fast this. The devil desires to sift you like wheat. Better keep on praying so that we won't end in what? Temptation. We can get up from practice and go cuss somebody out. So this salvation is to the praise of his glory. Come on. According to the good pleasure of his will. According, that's what he wanted to do. To the praise of the, of the glory of his grace. Uh-huh. Wherein he has made us acceptable in the beloved. We are now accepted. Why are we accepted? Because we are S-A-V-E. And that puts us in a position to be accepted. We can, we can, Romans says that we can get a word, we have peace with God. And, and, and we can get a word to heaven now. Because we have been accepted again in that reign. We have been accepted. Jesus took us back up there with him. And he's up there making intercessions for us right there. And anything that God doesn't understand about humans, Jesus is there to school him. Because God has never been human. He can't understand why we can't do right. But Jesus lived down here, and he was tempted like we were, and we don't have a high priest that can't be touched by our weaknesses. It's Jesus that has to stand there to God and say, God, we're still working on it. And then he sends word to the Holy Spirit as something he needs to do to help me to become more like him. So that we can be pleasing to God. Come on, come on. He said keep on working on it. Keep on working on it. He's just saying keep on working on it. Because God is ready to cut the thing off. And Jesus is there making intercessions for us. Because he understands us. Okay? Now he's got the Holy Spirit in the earth working through Christians and working through preachers and working through saints to perform his will here. That's how it's coming here. You, you follow what I'm saying? He said, and he gave some who? Right, it's in the same book. And pastors and teachers, evangelists, for the work of the ministry. Okay? Come on, read it. In whom we have redemption through his blood. We got redemption through whose blood? Uh-huh. Well, what else do we have? Forgiveness of sin. According to what? Forgiveness of grace. That faith is again. Come on. Praying he has abound towards us in all wisdom and truth. Okay, he has abound toward us in what? All wisdom and truth. Truth means understanding. See, I can have a lot of knowledge, but I don't use it wisely, and I do foolish things. That's not truth. Not proof for me to go with all week long 
and still mess up my money. And when I get back to work Monday, I'm broke as I was Thursday, Friday morning. That's not proof. I got to find some kind of way to get this money situation straightened out. Because I ought to have, I ought to be able to put some in the storehouse. So now the Holy Spirit will even help me in that. You understand what I'm saying? If I let him do what he's supposed to do, that's what we're going to deal with today. And we're going to still going to deal with it. Come on. Come on, read on, Deacon. Have made known unto us the mystery of his will. He's made known unto us the what? Uh, the mystery of his will. Come on now. Uh, uh, we got to go back to Romans with that. Who, who, uh, who has the mind of Christ? No, that's, that's correct. So we have the mind of Christ. He's made known to us the mystery of his will. <coughs> Things that people are trying to figure out, we can know it. We can know what my purpose in the earth is. If I just walk in sanctification. That's all I got to do, walk in sanctification. The further I experience sanctification progressively in my life, I'm going to know more about why I'm here. Yeah. We is this what this word said? He's made known to us the what? Alright, come on, let's keep going. According to his good pleasure. Uh-huh. Which he has purposed in himself. Uh-huh. That in the dispensation of the, the fullness of time, uh-huh, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. Now who is the he he talked about? Somebody said, say what now? The Holy Spirit. No, not the Holy Spirit there. He's talking about God. That's it. Come on, you, you. I like his spirit. Your spirit like mine. <laughs> Whatever you feel, come up, say it, man. You, you, you boldest thing in this class. <laughs> Everybody else is just scared that I'm going to be wrong. Say it. The Holy like, Spirit. But, right. But he's talking about God. That's, that's the only way you're going to get corrected and, get, and know it if you say it. But it's, he's talking about God. Now, how do I know he's talking about God then? Okay. Come on, D. Come on, uh, Show you how I would know in this translation. Uh, well, he, uh, Jesus can be capitalized too. What verse is that? Ten. Ten. Okay. Which he purposed in himself is that that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together and want all things in who Christ. So Christ is there where he's gathering it in. So, so I got. I know he's talking about God because it's him who's gathering in Christ. You know what I'm talking about? And he hasn't said nothing about the Holy Spirit just yet in there. Come on. Both where? Uh, both uh, which are in heaven and which are on the earth, even in him. In him. Heaven and earth, in him. He wants to rule it all. Who's in charge of the earth? God through us. All right, God through us. Come on. Come on, Dick. In him 
in whom all we have obtained and inherit, uh -huh. being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, uh -huh. that we should be to the uh, that we should be to the praise of his holy glory, to his glory, who first trusted in Christ. Okay, my, verb, my reading yeah. says that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. What does that translation there say, Pastor? <laughs> all right, all right. Those who trust in him should bring who? Praise glory to God. Now, he's talking about the Jews, but uh, we're not Jews, we're Gentiles. Do you think we should also bring praise and glory to God? Yes. Our lives should bring praise and glory to God. All right? Do we fail at that sometimes? Yes. Do we fail at it more than we hit the mark? Yes. All right. That means we got a lot of work to do. Yes. A lot of work. That's nothing to be proud of. No. That's not when you stand up and say, I'm only human. Before I start singing that, sit them down. I'm only human. No, it's not time to sing. That's become a scapegoat. You're not only human. You're human and... And he wants the divinity to shine. See, we give ourselves too many excuses for not being sanctified and holy. And the real reason is, I, I'm really not ready to be that. I don't, I'm not ready to set my mind on things above, not on things below. I'm not ready to present my body a living sacrifice. Just say that. Be honest about it. Stop trying to make everybody else the scapegoat. You understand? I'm as good as you, you may be, but that still ain't good enough. That's still not good enough. Now, when you come and say I'm as good as Christ, right. now we're going to sit down and talk. I'm going to sit down and listen to you. <laughs> but becoming as good as me is nowhere close Amen. to being good enough. Spirit is. Uh, let's go to 
uh, is it 2 Corinthians 5? Let's see. Let's see what that here. Let's go over there. <coughs> I want to try, I want to put the nail in that so we can move on. I'm ready to quite put the nail in the book. So much and do so much, you can't keep all this commitment. He has to bring it to your remembrance. It's going to come to me. Second Corinthians 7 1. Let's see, Tom. And he's talking about us working with the Holy Spirit there. study won't go on here. 
For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thou sayest. All right, come on, keep going. But if you fight to devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. Be careful that you don't kill each other. Come on. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit means to experientially every day live by the spirit's mandate. Come on. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit, spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one to the other. All right. So that ye cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of spirit, of the spirit, ye are not under the law. And then I skipped over. That, no, skip on over. To, uh, verse 22, it says, But in the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against us there is no law. I think that that, that, that that last verse you read, those two that come together, I think that's one of the closest ones we've gotten to answering that question. And this question was, give us scriptures to say that the Spirit uh, walks with us so that we can experience God in sanctification. I think that's that's pretty good, those two right there. And what scripture was that? That was Galatians 5, and I think she said 16, and then verse was it 18? You go from uh, 15 all the way to the 25th. Okay, 15 to 25. I like that. Now listen at this right here. Okay, Ephesians 2 and 1. Ephesians 2 and 1, what does it say? It said, as Saw that tonight. 
And how does he talk to us? How does the Spirit talk to us? The Word of God? Now, I want to know how does the Holy Spirit uh, talk to us and do what he's supposed to do because he's the person to bring us through this. And how is he doing it? All right, say that, say that loud right there. We're going to have to get out. He speaks the word of God to us through our conscience. Okay? Also, that could come through the Bible. It could come through prayer. It could come through other people. And it can even come through worship in the church. But it's the Spirit of God who says things. And sometimes it's just a thought that won't go away. It's a thought that will not go away. Could it also be through conviction? Conviction, exactly. He's going to convict us through the Word of God. But what I'm saying is, when you look in the Bible, you can see what people were saying God said. So if they could hear God, we got to hear him too. We don't need to be saying that uh, Pope said. God said through Pope. So I have to know when God is talking and when Pope is talking. Jerry. Okay. What I be experiencing is like, okay, nowadays people think that only certain people can hear from God. Who are the people that think that? <laughs> 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 Woo! Yeah. And who are the people that are... I mean, uh, you come in contact with different people that just, you know, if it's not somebody that's always church, churchy, you know, when I say church, I, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. churchy. And if, 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 if it ain't, you know, you don't meet they what standard, then they don't think that you can hear from God. So, uh, that's a whole other class. But now, a person like that, I would not let them uh, affect my uh, relationship or fellowship with God. Uh, I'm certain people are going to think that you're not called a preach. But that shouldn't affect you and preach. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why when people come to me and talk about preaching, I shut up. I don't I don't get to tell them about what I I don't think nothing about your preaching. You're gonna have to come tell me that God told me to preach and I'm gonna do it, whether anybody listen to me or not. Now we're ready to go somewhere. But don't look for me to call you to preach. You're going to have to come and tell me you've been called to preach. So when you've been called to preach, it doesn't matter what people think or say. Short story. Is that off right now? Not now yet. Okay. Turn it, it is now. Short story. 